0: Hello,
1: everyone. Welcome to Grip Locked, the Round Three USDGC and Throw Pink Women's Disc Golf Championship Round Recaps, and looking into the final day. Um, it was definitely a wet day out there. Lots of rain was uh, coming down, and it was also turned into like a cold day. Uh, as it, was, they would, yeah, uh, it, cold. it it was cold. It was kind of miserable. Sadness. It was about. You as could guys bad ever watch as the Harry
2: Potter? <laughs> and when the Dementors like come in and it sucks Not all the, the happiness. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it like sucks all the sadness and warmth out of the world. That's basically what it was from like holes. The weather
0: was about as bad as it could have been. Basically, Until most of Brady's like round, most of Brady's round, thirteen of Paul's round. Whenever the light peeked through, it was a miracle. That was. It gives me chills just thinking about. it. Are you going to tell your whole Lorax thing again? Because you already felt made us all feel uncomfortable whenever you said no. that. No, okay. Listen, if you ever <laughs> if you ever read the Lorax, in the Lorax, there's like
2: pollution, like it's like covering the whole sky, right? And he like grabs himself by the seat of the pants and he jumps up out of there. And when he jumps, he jumps through like a little hole in the pollution and it's or you can see like the sunlight coming through. So that happened today. And I was like, Oh, I wonder if the Lorax is up there. I'm funny, right? Well, no, apparently I'm not. Cause these guys haven't been cultured
0: and read the Lorax. No, man, I don't, that sounds a little too political for me.
1: The Lorax (laughs) (laughs) He speaks for the trees, man. (laughs) I've never, there's gotta
2: be a disc golf thing in there somewhere. Lorax, speaking for trees, hitting trees with discs. There's, there's, a, there's somebody, a connection. Somebody's going to make a lot of money off of merch somewhere in there. Probably not. <laughs> and it's probably going to be Jomez Pro, and it's going to be like a Nate Sexton shirt.
1: So far, that it's was, about- Didn't he already have a tree-related one? Why are trees? He wrote yeah. a poem.
2: So that's what I'm saying. Like This is in, this is happening, but I have intellectual property over everything. <laughs> you claim a lot of intellectual <laughs> property on
1: this show that doesn't actually happen, but doesn't yeah, matter. But I, What did happen yeah, was round three it. today, so let's throw it over to the course- um, which with a much sadder and wetter me to tell you what went down today, and that wraps up a wild day three out here at the Throw pink Women's Disc Golf Championship and the United States Disc Golf Championship on the Throw pink Women's side. Paige Pierce came into the day with a commanding five-stroke lead, ended up shooting an 18-over par and losing 22 strokes in one round to your new leader Missy Gannon. Missy Gannon is followed closely behind by Haley King and Valerie Mandahano, one stroke back, and you have Owen Scoggins rounding out the lead card, saying only two strokes behind. Going into tomorrow, it's definitely going to be an interesting battle because I would say there's probably six or seven people that could realistically win. Could be more because we saw what the course did to Paige today. No reason doesn't do it to someone else tomorrow. Uh, you definitely going to want to keep your eyes out on the score or on the pay-per-view for the Throw Pink Women's Championship. On the men's side, the weather was definitely a factor. The first about 12, 13 holes for most of the main cards torrential downpour most of the time it was pretty miserable out here i'm not gonna lie to you only saving grace for me was a uh, coffee that i got around hole nine really turned things around for my spirit and the weather so shout out to the coffee um paul was able to take advantage though he ended up shooting 11 under par today puts him in the lead by one over chris dickerson drew gibson three strokes back of chris and then martin hendel rounds out the lead card and ricky is sitting tied with him head of the chase card going into tomorrow uh definitely a lot can happen tomorrow out here, very solid round from Paul, he looked very stress free, very in control, it'll be interesting to see if he can get a good start and keep that same energy tomorrow, or if someone else is going to push for the lead, but again, same thing as throw pink women's, a lot can happen on the final day, and you're not going to want to miss out, let's throw it back into the prize pick breakdown, from what I understand, we got some sad boys to hear, all right, let's jump right into the prize picks breakdown, don't forget you got one final day, with USDGC, to use code GRIP to get 100% match on up to your first $100 or your first deposit over at prizepicks.com. PrizePicks is the first to offer daily fantasy disc golf. You can pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, which is their round score for the next day. And you can win up to 10x on any entry. And for USDGC week, if you pick alongside Trevor or myself and it hits, you'll get a 25% bonus on the payout. That means if you win $100, bucks, you will be getting 125 just for playing alongside us. Now, if you're, betting, if you're playing alongside me... You're not seeing that twenty five percent bonus anytime time this week, but we that gotta, might change we got ourselves Trevor online. actually hit today. We
0: got ourselves on uh,
1: I, I was so far away from hitting that I just assumed Trevy Trevy Trevi, Trevi, Trevi? Trevi. <laughs> I <just> assumed <laughs> Travis I didn't him. hit. Um but he did <laughs> So it's not a big deal.
2: It was three out of the five on the flex play, so it wasn't a huge winner, but a winner all the same. It's a winner. That's called moving. It's our first right that's, something.
0: that's something.
2: And if you had the boost, you would have won more. So yeah. yeah.
0: My
1: my account says zero entries won zero dollars mount one right now because I had the Missy Gannon over. She sh- she hit the under. I had I, I had the I had under. Paul Yulabari over and he decided to pop off today. Hit the under. That's
2: the funniest one. I had the not the funniest one.
1: Actually. I had the Ricky under he shot over he shot 63 and then I was a solid 20 strokes off on the page pierce under so that's fun now for tomorrow I'm gonna just be straight up honest with you after I walked with the throw pink women's FPO lead card I'm terrified of the FPO field because everything it? that I thought was gonna happen didn't happen and everything I didn't think was possible to happen like page pierce shooting 18 over par did happen and it's so roller I decided there. here's what I decided what did you decide? I basically picked decide? every player that's on this list that was in the tournament and took the under because my logic here is surely at least three of them are going to shoot well. So if I have all four of the Paul, Chris Dickerson, Drew, and Ricky, surely I can't curse all of them.
2: Mm, yeah. Uh, I, I like that. I actually like that strategy a lot.
1: And then I have to have an over and Adam Hammes had a rough day today and his oh, his line is set at 61. He shot a 63 on day two, 69 day three, so I took the over on Adam Hammes because now Yuli broke my heart, and so I don't want to trust him with it again. Mm. Um, but I'm not going to encourage you to pick alongside me because actually you might be smart to fade me, so you might want to take the over on Chris, Drew, Paul, and Rick and the under on Adam because if you had done that for today... Unit four, four. Four, four. Four. four for four. Four for four. Four.
2: Yeah, four. Listen, my tr- my picks are trending upwards right now. I would, yeah. I am hot. So I. You don't, yeah, exactly. So listen carefully. I've got two overs. I've got. I'm going with the five pick flex play again. That's nice, my go to. Nice. Uh, I've got Coiling over sixty two and a half. Seems pretty feasible. I'm kind of surprised his line was as low as it is. Kevin Jones over sixty one. He just has, hasn't impressed me this event, and dang. I think he's probably checked out. Dickers. now this is that when I did kind of a similar strategy as Hunter, where I took two guys. I took Dickerson and Paul, both guys that are in it, and I think are both going to challenge, and I've got them both under. So i got Dickerson under 60, and Paul under 58.5, and, and then I've also got Missy Gannon under 68.5, because I think she's going to win. So there you have it.
1: Well, dang. I like it. Uh, so again, don't forget, if you're our first-time depositor at prizepicks.com, use code GRIP and you'll get a 100% match on up to your first $100. And if you pick alongside Trevor or myself, probably smarter to go with Trevor, and it hits, you'll get a 25% bonus on the payout for USDGC week. Thanks again to prize for supporting Grip Locked and supporting Disc Golf. Uh, let's go into our segment that we've brought for this week um, might be the last one you hear of this for a little while. We'll probably bring it back in the off scene at some point something cool happens, but the electric moment of the day. Uh, Let's throw it over to... Actually, I want to save Connors for last.
0: That sounds good. Connors is a special one, so let's throw All it, it to Trevor.
1: Let's hear Trevor's electric moment of the day today.
2: So, my day was in need of electricity because... Actually, it probably wasn't
1: because you were sopping wet. <laughs> no,
2: actually, okay, so I once again, I have a literal electri- electric moment of the day. The other day, it was like the, tr- that transformer exploding. Today's literal electric moment of the day was when I got roped into doing U-Disc live story- scoring, and so I was doing that and live tweeting, and I knew my phone was going to die, but the U-Disc guy had a charger. Boom. Literally wow. electric moment. So that was my, that's my literally electric moment. The re- My other ones, um, so... Brody's round was so cold and so rainy um both literally and metaphorically and <laughs> I was so miserable by the end of it knowing that like I wanted to like watch the the other cards but I was like I think if I stay out in this rain I'm going to like I'm going to be getting sick like it was I was soaked to the bone like so cold and and then I, I, I was kind of just like, I felt like a refugee. I was like hiding under a tent, just like standing there thinking like, what do I do next? <laughs> and then um, Connor texted and was like, you should come over towards the Stone House, which the Stone House was like this house behind hole nine where like there's like a, like a media and staff like room where you can watch coverage and like there's food and drinks in there. And I was like, that's a great. Idea. I didn't even think of that. So I go in there and I look in the fridge and there's this, croissant chicken salad sandwich didn't look like anything special but that sandwich in hindsight was the turning point of my day (laughs) for I I I sat there and I I stood there (laughs) I stood there all by myself for the for at least a little bit until Hunter and Connor got there and I ate that sandwich and I just felt like the, the feeling started coming back to my fingertips and I think that was really what pushed me on for the rest of the day and was able to deliver on that great spectating performance so
1: There you go. Let's hear it for that 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 chicken chicken salad salad sandwich electric. electric. Let's give it up for the chicken salad. Uh, Mine's actually pretty similar to Trevor's because so we got out there early for Dean's Cup, which we'll hear a little bit about Dean's Cup later in the show. Uh, We walked with Dean's Cup. I left them to go walk with the lead card of the women, walked with the women through most of their round, then popped back, walked with Brody for a little bit of his round, then popped back to catch the end of the women, and then the beginning of Paul's round. And then I walked with Paul out there all day, rainy all day. Uh, so I'm on hole nine now. My hands look like I just got out of the, being in the pool for like 18 hours when I was a kid. I had a nice rain jacket on. Did not matter? My polo and everything's getting wet underneath. Um, Connor has the umbrella because I gave it to him for his camera and you know, the outer edge is dripping on my right shoulder. (laughs) You know, I, we were all in the same mental state of like, like we, Chinese water torture. At we were that all, point. we were all in the same mental state of, we need to stay here for our job as far as like media and watching what's going on and tweeting about it, but we don't want to be here. So we we're all considering our options of like, how can we do our job? Make people think we're still on the course without being on the course. And that's when the stone house idea came in our heads. I'm not a big chicken salad person. So I walked in not for the food. I was just happy to be out of the rain. But then I turn around and there's a Keurig machine.
0: Mm. Just a lonely Keurig. Just a lonely Keurig unsuspecting. machine, unsuspecting,
1: with some Folgers next to it and blue Solo cups and some hope and a just whole <laughs> lot of hope. And so I made the coffee. I didn't. Even, I didn't even drink it at first. For the first ten minutes we were outside, I just held it and it like thawed out my hands. And I was holding it literally just like up against my body. And the steam was coming off, hitting my chin.
0: That's uh, great. Right. That is, and wonderful. then I was just holding the cup. It really did. Like that is a, warming. Is really a, did, like, that is a chin warming it. moment.
1: Mm. I could feel my bones thawing. And then as yes. I would drink it, it like I could feel it. Oh, I could feel it all the way down. It was. It was the turning point. After that, I was in a great mood. It was raining. Yeah, I couldn't right. even feel the rain hitting me anymore. Wow. I was just skipping on cloud nine. And then it's the like a Folgers ad. And then the Lorax popped through the freaking clouds, and the right. sun popped out. Exactly. And the Folgers. The best part of waking up, the best part of my day was the Folgers in my freaking cup. I'm going to say it.
0: I will say, I will say. <laughs> They're this not
1: is, paying me to say it, but I'm going to say it.
0: This is not my electric moment, but it felt like me and Hunter were having a great time. Just walk around the two We of were. Us. We were having a good time, but we were also wet and cold. Yes. But we were having a really good time. Trevor wasn't having a good no. time. I'm sure he liked hanging out with Brody, but other than that, he wasn't having a good time because he was sopping wet. But once the three of us met up. The rest of that round, it that was that was, that was, that was an electric I think round. There was a, a lot of people time.
1: giving us weird stares. Yeah, were yeah we definitely made hard. a
0: scene a couple times. Well, we weren't being loud right or Trevor's distracting fault.
1: players. But we were laughing and having a lot more fun than anyone <laughs> yeah, else sorry, out there. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> we were,
2: sorry, we were having fun out there. You know, I'm <laughs> sorry. No, the other
1: the other, other thing that was up, I think it's a partial electric <laughs> moment for all of us. This yes, was a shared electric was, yes, moment. This we got was very much for sure the most electric. Yeah, too. we got through hole twelve. We're on hole thirteen, and there's like a four card backup on thirteen. Connor and I both have to pee, and there's a porta potty on the backside hedges of twelve. So, Connor walks kind of towards it and quickly realizes that there's about six or seven inches of water yeah, it was around like, this
0: thing. It was like deep water. And yeah, I was, was like, my shoes are already wet. I'm not going to walk in it there. It was darn yeah. near out to sea. So then we be, it became an ongoing thing of like. Like the porta potty's in the middle of this lake.
1: Yeah. So we were like, it became this ongoing thing of like, who's. One of us is sending it into this water, <laughs> but who's it going to be? Because like, I was getting to the point where I thought it was going to wet my pants. Mm, it was that bad. Mm, it was not so I'm that standing bad there and I'm like.
0: It would have made you warmer at least. Is it worth yeah. it?
1: is it worth going in there Connor and Trevor just kind of saying it as like a joke of like oh one of us should go in there Hunter you gotta do it
0: Hunter was very deeply considering it I was yeah.
1: deeply considering it and about that time this hero in a golf cart rolls up <laughs> out of nowhere with a cape on it was Superman no he didn't have, he a, didn't cape have a cape on. on he had a mustache though. he did have a mustache amazing and he looked fresh to death he pulls up screeches up in the golf cart hops out it was like a scene out of a movie just slow motion goes through this lake about up mid shin height and he just starts manhandling <laughs> the, most the porta potty I have ever yeah. seen in my life. He just like yeah, chugs knew over. What he was about for he sure. He just chugs over, and I'm like, oh, this guy's really going to go to the bathroom. Like he's sitting it. No, he just he grabs, grabs both, it by his both eyes. ends of the porta potty and just starts wiggling it through the lake. It's amazing. Gets it all the way out, it. and I'm just so mind blown by what's going on that I don't even think of like I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> So I'm like, oh my word. The second he gets out of the lake, this woman out of nowhere just runs up and goes into the bathroom. And then
0: there's just a line.
1: And then I'm like, what just happened? That was insane. Like another, a random like bystander, you know, a volunteer hero, the type of people that you hear about, but you never get to see in real life. <laughs> he came flying from around the hedges and starts pushing with the guy.
0: Yeah, he's and then that really proves how deep the water was because he's like, he, he's, he just comes around the corner. Practice, he just wants to help. He literally came around the corner and saw this guy's trying to move this. was like, I'm going to help him. And literally steps off the curb into into the water and goes to like his it calf, was his, yeah, it in was the almost water. to his knee. So they push it out,
1: and I'm just like flabbergasted by this. By the time like reality sets in and like you know the slow motion speed <laughs> ramps back up to full speed, there's a 15 person <laughs> line, and I still have to freaking pee myself. So, anyways, pee <laughs> I just sent it.
0: Yeah, so that was an electric moment for all of us. That was pretty great. I didn't actually pee myself. Neither didn't. them. Didn't. Neither <laughs> of them heard that.
1: Part. I walked over to hole seven and found a different Portageon. Mm. Uh porta potty, whatever you want to call these well, things. But that was insane. Only to be port-a-lou. capped by or topped by. Go ahead, Connor. Well both of
0: your I will say both of your electric moments to have say, to, to do have to do with like a snack. Well, so does mine. <laughs> but that snack, oh that gosh. snack is Drew Gibson <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so so uh basically what happened was Drew Gibson, you guys have probably seen on the podcast. Wait, Drew? Drew who? Gibson. Oh, Gibson. 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 Uh, so heard Drew, Drew Fender. He. Um. That's funny because it's a different guitar brand. Anyway, never heard of that. <laughs> that Fender. <laughs> just
1: keep going, man. Okay, this
0: is like the big one of the biggest guitar brands in the world. Oh, Gibson is a guitar brand. Yes. Yeah, just- there it is. It anyway. Big so, uh, he's he Drew Gibson is my like dark horse pick to win the tournament, but also low key just kind of my pick to win the tournament. Cause I think he lo- he's looking really good right now. Mm. And, um, and his tattoos look sick. He, his tattoos look really good. So today he's playing an amazing round playing out of his mind. So, I make a Twitter post about it, and I'm just like, heck yeah, Drew Gibson for the freaking win, let's go, or whatever. And then, like, right after I say that, he goes into the back nine and bogeys, like, four holes in a row.
1: Let me actually read these tweets.
0: Okay, go for mm. it. Just
1: I think it provides better context. Yeah, okay, it's important to have journalistic right, integrity. Yeah, so, c- Connor, all caps, come on, at Drew Gibson for the freaking win, And all caps, I love you. It's important that you emoji. mentioned <laughs> that he said I love you. That is, is. important. Next tweet, so Connor then goes... Or not Connor. Drew goes, bogey, double bogey, double bogey on 10, 11, 12. He got, cold. he got cold feet. And then Connor said, never mind, dot, 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 you're breaking my heart. And then the like bandaged heart emoji.
0: Mm. It's a good choice. Good and then
1: shortly after that tweet, Drew goes, birdie, birdie, birdie. And Connor tweets, oh yeah, it. the boy is back. And then at Drew Gibson. Yeah. So that's,
0: that's the just spelling out of a tweets. tumultuous relationship yeah, yeah. just full of we So and downs. We're, we are in the car on the way back from the round. And Drew likes both my tweets, and I'm like, heck yeah, I'm famous, like, as a joke, because I love Drew Gibson, and then I get a text from this number I do not have saved in my phone, and I jokingly say to the guys, oh, I just got a text from a number I don't know, I bet it's Drew Gibson. I open my phone, and it is Drew Gibson. It is him, he just sends three, well, he didn't say it was him, but I know it's him, because we confirmed the number with Brody, but he sends three heart emojis, and then says, like, Hey, man, thanks for the support, even if it was kind of sarcastic. And basically, he just didn't know if it was sarcastic or not. I sent like a winking face, and I texted him back, and I was like, it's not sarcastic, dude. I'm in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't exactly say that, but basically, that's like how it went. So I got, I received, I was texting Drew Gibson. He texted me first. That is pretty cool. It's a, That was electric. That was the probably the most electric moment of my life. Yeah, that was pretty I was sick. like, I think that trumps... Getting the finger guns from Paul. Ooh. It, it definitely wow. wow. Paul's in the hot seat. Wow. Because Paul, like, I see Paul often. Game. That's insane. Like, we know Paul, but, like, Drew, I mean, he's a cool guy, and he texted me. That's, that made me feel special. Is there
2: anybody, like, else in, out there in the field that could, like, text you or, like, something like that could happen out of the blue that would be more electric? Like, who's, like, mm. that guy that you'd be like, no way that guy, like, knows I exist?
0: Well, I knew, I knew Drew knew I existed, but right. I think he's one of my favorite players so, out on the field because he's got a great just personality. Saying like, who would who
1: would top that moment? Yeah. If someone, if like someone the same, same you or scenario like, happens, but it's a different different. Who player.
2: tops it? Oh. And it doesn't have to be anybody because I mean Drew is pretty. It's pretty cool to be in the
0: ends with Drew, but I don't know. I think that it would be bizarre if it was like one of the top guys. Not that like I'm super huge fanboys over them, but it would just like be so random. Like, if I got, like, a text from Simon or Eagle, that just wouldn't make any sense to me. Right. And I would just be really confused, but it would be cool because it doesn't make any sense. But I think who it would mean the most coming from... I don't know. I like like that I kind of know Drew. I like that it's kind of a friendship, so... I think I I don't know You're I'm not here sure. first folks Kind of kind a friendship Kind of a trip. friendship I'm not sure Blossoming. that Blossoming I'm not sure that Facebook it, relationship yeah.
1: status Kind of a friendship Yeah I'll take That's that That's funny You
0: I'll should be able like to do that.
2: Custom relationship statuses Because I can. could have A field day with that no, I funny. feel like
0: I feel like the I feel like the I put myself in a relationship With a cheese it On the right day <laughs> 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 I feel like the Bogey bros And the plus one Have a good relationship With, with Drew I no, feel yeah. like I feel like he's I our think boy he's like, Well two of you do He's like the honorary No you definitely do He likes you Hunter He likes you Well two of you do He's like the honorary bogey. Bro. Yeah. All I know I, is he's, I tweeted, don't, he's, he's, he's the birdie bro. Tweeted,
1: He's tweeted about Trevor. He's texted Connor. He's dead to me. Maybe he Drew.
0: Maybe Drew is the birdie bro. D- Drew's the birdie bro. No, he can't. Somebody he came can't to the... me
2: today and asked me legitimately who throws further between me and you. He said he was. A, he asked me the same. Question. Yeah, he said there was a heated debate between yeah. him and his buddies, and I. I, t- I
1: heard your answer. I didn't give the same answer. What, what did you out? say? I said a hundred percent. I do. I think it kind of depends on the Why day. Would that's you what Trevor that? said. Because I think I throw farther than you. You're
2: stirring it up right now. You don't know you don't believe that. I said I exactly what Connor said. I said, I think it depends on, and it could be any given day that one yeah. of us is throwing further than the other. Yeah. I mean, that's, I've obvious, seen I
0: mean, I that's obviously I'm, true. I'm sure that there are a few pe- people like, that know you, you guys' game. What would you well have seen to, to make you believe others? Oh,
1: if, if you give us both 10 throws, it's going to be close. But I think if you go like. like we went out there just the, the other day and I beat you in
2: a speed contest.
1: Speed has nothing to do with this.
2: Speed <laughs> has nothing to do with distance, folks. That is a quote from Hunter,
1: no. right here on oh, the no. podcast. I'm on Twitter speed has right not, now. Speed has I'm just
2: saying if this. we were that close, like then you can't close. say with like a that. stern, like I yes. think
1: I think I can throw the disc farther than you can, not consistently, not in a di- like, like.
2: So what makes you think that?
1: I just think that if like we did like eighty throws, my farthest is going to be farther than your farthest. Why? I don't know. I just think so. Okay. I also feel like like I feel like in golf, like we're playing holes. Like you have to get more flex, and I can just go more flip up on certain shots. Oh, oh my god! Ooh. It might be. It might be because we just played the USDGC round, and I was throwing really far that day. So maybe that's just why I feel that way. I
2: just. I'm surprised you're so arrogant.
1: I'm not arrogant. I'm just. That's pretty arrogant. He asked me a question. I gave the answer. I said. I there's I think just I throw no. Farther. There's
2: just no evidence to support that every distance competition we've ever done on the channel, I'm beating you.
1: Well, I get <laughs> nervous in front of distance comp.
2: Well, then you don't throw
0: farther than him any given day. I never said any given you day. You said 100% no, I throw he's, he's
2: going with like the pure genetics. I think answer. I throw farther. Okay. He's going I think the, Trevor could beat me any given day. Which I also day. find sure. hilarious. Okay.
0: Well th- there's that's not fair cuz there's no real way to test that out.
2: Yeah, that's ridiculous. I just I, I mean it's the same thing of like I'm just a little disappointed because what I gave an shots? answer what if that he was had ten distance. It depends shots. on the day. I just I gave an answer that gave us both the benefit of the doubt, and you went right for my neck, and that's that's a little. disappointing. Well, to be fair, when I'm going to sleep the, on When that. I
1: answered the question, he had already said he asked you, and he wanted to hear if my answer was the same. And
2: you thought I would have said like that? I figure. thought you said
1: you threw farther. That,
2: so I was. I guess, ready I, I guess that says a lot about what we think of each other. You know,
0: I don't know. Maybe I'm just we, saying. I'm, or you know, does it say through. a lot of what you think of each other, or does it say a lot of what you think? The other one thinks of you. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's that's it. That's what I meant.
0: So.
1: I just really thought Trevor thought, said was going to say he threw farther mm. than me, so I wanted to make sure I defended myself because I think
0: that I can throw farther than Trevor. I mean, I have to say there's nothing wrong with thinking that you throw farther than somebody else. No, but I also have to say that it. I think I'm not. I think that it just depends on the day. I just think it depends on the day.
1: But yeah, I agree with that statement. I don't think that. I, I just think I'm physically capable of throwing the disc farther. <laughs> that than just chatter. doesn't. That just does not right add now, up. Right like, now, that's all I'm saying. Like,
2: why did? Why would that add up?
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's a ridic, ridiculous this, thing th- to say.
1: <laughs> like,
2: I, I, where, like, where is the genetic disconnect? Like, where, where are you gaining that distance? Where is
0: it coming from? I don't know, man. You, I mean, you. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I just. All right. That's fine. I mean, this podcast is all over the place right now. We can move on. What is going on?
1: I just didn't say. I
2: didn't expect it to go anywhere cuz I thought he was just going to say yeah I said either of us it's pretty close but he I didn't expect him to pull that one well, out one I never
1: like said that. it was like not very close well, I'm talking like I can throw 450 you throw 440
2: that's not even like a thing like you don't say you throw further than somebody if it's a 10 foot difference
0: guys don't break up
1: let's just pull do you measure many throws in you disc no <laughs> okay
0: never mind cuz it depends on how good yeah, the service is yeah it's literally plus,
2: it's minus, plus or minus 15
1: feet yeah I don't let that. just say. So that's be, so between two. Well, if it was more than feet fifteen
0: off. feet, then it's pretty obvious.
2: No, have it had to be more than 30, thirty feet. Yeah, because
0: fifteen feet would be the margin of error. Mine oh. says like fair twenty-three Gosh. feet sometimes.
2: And I've got shots on U Discs that are probably a billion feet because they're probably downhill, downwind. That's true. Like it's impossible. I kinda,
1: I'm kind of curious though now.
2: I think I have a U U-Disc shot that's like pull five, yours
1: up. Pull yours up. This won't. This isn't to prove anything. This is just now no, I'm just cuz I
2: would not vouch for any of these throws cuz I know that my furthest throws on U disc are you at the east course throws? and they're downwind and I've got one that's an absolute
1: How do you find this?
2: Yeah, okay, you're going to be sick going to your, throws. You're gonna be sick to your stomach. Oh, no, you're going to be
1: sick to your stomach. What the frick? This is not
2: going to help your case when you 556
1: 611 feet. Exactly. Brody,
2: You, you want to that, say something Brody? You know that you see what that tells you know? us? No,
1: curious I just about the U
0: <laughs> I have 611,
1: 575, 527, 486, 478. He's throwing a lot on there. I measured a lot back in the day. Yeah. But the 611 was at a brawl. I've got a 574. At... looks
2: like he's throwing farther than Trevor, but the distance is very similar.
0: That's it's all about out, looks. Out, it's all show. about looks. I mean, you cool. can't trust you. I mean, I have a. R- no, I,
1: that's Saturday what. This is, is not official. I said yeah, that. Okay. I, gotcha. I said can that. You can so. more official
2: with your form. What does that even mean? He's coming after can me. Can you describe that?
1: I'm. So no, Anyways. my the six hundred eleven feet was at a brawl at Big Branch on hole one. I eagled it. That down, it was like down over those like rolling hills, and it was yeah. like thirty five mile an hour tailwind. And I ripped a strike, a color glow strike <laughs> on the yeah. Heiser flip line. Dude,
0: color glow strikes are good. <laughs> it
1: went so far.
0: I remember that, dude. and I was like,
1: I've got to measure that, and it was six hundred eleven feet. So that. I'm, I'm never coming close to that again. Cause I was like, that was my,
2: well, you could just go to a higher place
1: and say that was like my, <laughs> like, that was like my just desert off
2: the draw a skyscraper. That you. was like
1: my desert distance. Like mm. my, my 1100 foot world record distance is like six hundred eleven feet for me. That's kind of the, what I'm saying there. So what all that had to do with a uh, is basically um, nothing. So day three, What a day it was. Let's look at the throw pink women's first. We briefly mentioned it in the wrap up uh, on the course, but Paige Pierce, I have never, ever. I think that's an all time meltdown. Seen Paige play like this, ever. She had one birdie, two quadruple bogeys, two. It's crazy how many pars she had. I didn't even realize it was like that. Yeah, she would just have blow up holes. Like, whole 10, Connor and I watched. and It was rough. She, I think she was on the green for birdie. No, she didn't hit the green regularly. She had a putt for par and then missed the putt for par to, like, 30 feet, missed the putt for bogey, missed the putt for double bogey, missed the putt for triple bogey, made her quadruple bogey putt. It's, it's
2: become more and more evident these days that Paige, like, her problem with her game is completely just that, like, she's gotten the yips, and it's gotten to that it's kind of been that effect well, I wouldn't like, say
1: she has I mean this round she had the yips but you can't say she has yeah, like but an they're, ongoing well, no, thing. Like, of the they're yips. like in and out yeah, because yeah, yeah, like
2: yeah. there are there are just times where she just does inexplicable things and it has nothing to do with her ability it's just the fact that she just does unexplainable things out there well
1: so what I would love to hear I, there's got to be a stat account maybe stat Mando or something could do this is if this was the biggest collapse in a single round in disc golf from a leader, she ended up. She was in the lead and ended up losing twenty-two strokes in one round. Yeah, to if the somebody new can,
2: somebody can find out if that's the most strokes lost by a leader in a tournament. Yeah, I mean that's insane. It feels like I, the I most think, I've ever heard of. I can't. I, can't, I, can't I mean, it was legitimately like it, at
1: first it was like this is crazy. Like Valerie Mandahano's taking the lead through three holes. She's getting eight yeah. strokes,
2: and I'm kind of bummed out that Paige isn't even in the. Then mix you get anymore. to like ten, yeah. hole
1: ten, and I was like, this is just getting like bad to watch. Like yeah. I, I was like, I wasn't. Like I was getting excited for Valerie and all these players sneaking in because it was making it interesting. It was getting like hard to watch anymore because it was like Paige hey, just lay up, and that was the other thing is like she just kept getting more aggressive.
2: That's just frustration there.
1: Yeah, like every like it felt like every hole she was just kind of like going for more and more stuff, and it just wasn't working. But Missy Gannon was able to capitalize. She shot four under par with only a single bogey. Uh, exactly what you said. I think the past few let days. Let me tell you something. If she could clean up seventeen and eighteen, let which me, she did today. Let me say, I was, I think, up Kona
2: Panis on that second card. I have, I know for a fact that she's playing this very consistent rounds because I've been taking, I was taking the over for a few times on the prize picks. And it wasn't working. She like is very consistently shooting around even par. If that lead card gets really like it's super nervous and starts blowing up. Watch out for Kona on that second card. That is going to be that is somebody you can should she watch for. She did shoot
1: even today with it looks like five bogeys. That's what I'm saying. I, so if she cleans it up. She could realistically she, get to. She's just four kind of been hanging par. around. She
2: has not been up and down. She's been hanging around right there. So like I that is an interesting. If point. that lead card implodes a little bit, like I would watch out.
1: Yeah, Deanne she, Carey really seemed like she was going to be in it. She triple bogeyed hole eight. So instead of being at even par, she's at three over. Valerie Mandehano, first part of the round, every single day has she looked was... extremely confident, extremely in control. If she can clean up the whole back nine, um, she could easily walk away with the win here. I, I also want to say it, there's so many players that could win right now.
2: I also feel like whoever has the lead going into 17 FPO is not going to win the tournament. Mm,
1: there's a hot. That's take.
2: another thing. I, th- I it just seems like it just seems like it's obviously it's. it would be surprised if it isn't close enough to, for that for 17 to be super super important and I just it's almost like one of those like who who has the ball last situations I yeah. feel like it's going to be like whoever it, it Who's, doesn't who has have the, possession. the Yeah, yeah like, it's going to be real interesting yeah
1: it's definitely I'm excited to watch that round tomorrow um, Missy Gannon Haley King Valerie mandahano and Own Scoggins excuse me I'm going to be on the lead card uh, going to be on the lead card tomorrow so it's definitely going to cool be card. a fun one to watch um I was really I was rooting for Heather Young, too. She had been dissecting this course so well. Yeah. Because she doesn't have the distance to attack a lot of the holes, but she was just placing them in such great spots. But, unfortunately, she had a rough back. Her back nine, yeah. Um, and just kind of fell apart there. But I haven't got to watch Haley King play this course much. Missy Gannon, I caught a few of her shots. I did get to see a lot of Valerie today, and I haven't got to see much of Own. Man, so I bet,
2: I bet we didn't expect uh, Kat to finish in front of Paige after the first two rounds. No,
1: we, we did. <laughs> well, she still hasn't. Her and Paige the, almost are on the same card. Yeah, they're close, three apart. but
2: it's pretty I mean I feel pa- like Paige, Kat has not had a single good round.
1: No. And yet she's beating Paige by three. Yeah. Wow. Um I think Paige is gonna have a okay round tomorrow.
0: It's I gonna bet. be tough. Because
1: Paige is you know Paige is gonna be going for I bet everything. she's like three or four over. So probably. if she if she comes out and like starts hot, then she might be able to get hot and get to like eight or nine under. But Imagine she
2: shot like yeah nine under and like like got, it got two back, over. like got into the clubhouse and like was only like one off the lead to where the leaders were like oh my gosh she's already in the clubhouse at like two over that'd be crazy somebody do something like that
1: that would be wild uh, where that's probably more likely to happen though is on the MPO side with the USDGC we had Paul Macbeth shooting an extremely impressive 11-under bogey-free, especially considering his first 12 holes were in the rain, or 11 holes at least. Yeah, no, 12 holes were in the rain. Such a good round. Um, And so he came out the gates hot. He now is sitting with a one-stroke lead over last year's champion, Chris Dickerson, who was able to shoot a four-under today with a double bogey and a bogey. Drew Gibson, we talked about him some. He snuck up there. He's now four-back the lead. Martin Hendel, we've talked about him some he's been playing very solid he seems like he always finds a way to play solid at USDGC and then Ricky is leading the chase card um, which I feel like that is a dangerous spot for Ricky because what will happen sometimes with Ricky or Paul is if they can be on the top of the chase card where they're like in the mix but you can't see them is they're able to put like an unusual pressure on the lead card yeah because Mm -hmm. like you can't see it happening so you don't know exactly what you need to do until you're checking your phone then the more you check your phone the more it kind of gets in your head and so didn't if Ricky's year, able to do it, he can really push and put a lot of like weird pressure from that chase card onto the leaders. I think didn't Paul win
0: from chase card one year? USDGC. Yeah, I feel like that happened. Maybe he just made his Possibly. way up to second from like being way behind. One Maybe time. I know that at
1: European Open he went to the final round. Like he was on. See, Paul I think is almost the opposite. Paul has an effect where. He can do the same thing, like I just said with Ricky, but Paul has an effect where if you watch him start to catch you, Mm -hmm. players seem to fall apart. That's what happened European Open a few years ago. He was like, I think it was eight strokes back going to the final round on Rick and ended up coming back and winning. Mm -hmm. But it's just because you start to see it chip away. Yeah. But Ricky, I feel like, does better if he's not there.
2: I do think being four back from Dickerson and five from Paul, it's... It it's is, a big. It's ask. unlikely that one of those two, like it's it's likely that one of those two could fold, but for both of them to shoot back, like Ricky's going to have to shoot really, really, like he's going to need like a twelve under and hope that like either Paul or Chris is like just like a little warm. Yeah, but it, I mean, obviously, if Paul or Chris you know go off tomorrow, it's, yeah. it's up. To and them.
1: we can't, we cannot ignore Drew. No, we, we've seen Drew firsthand. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned this. We played a few practice rounds with Drew. <laughs> uh, that joke's going to get old quick. Yeah. Um, no, but really, though, he's been looking extremely good. Today, he shot six under with that bad stretch of a bogey back-to-back doubles. So, that could have easily been Paul's 11 under. Mm-hmm. He does something like that tomorrow. We might be looking at Drew Gibson as the champion. Yeah. Um. So, Trevor, I've asked you this past few days. What do you think or who do you think is going to walk away with this? Now that you see the final lead card, you see the top 10, who's walking away with this win tomorrow?
2: Yeah, this one's like a conflict of interest because I obviously Dickerson is my pick to win, so like on one hand I'm like, oh well, here he is in position to win, but then also like I'm rooting for Paul. And I it's the problem is now I believe Paul is going to win. It's not even just that I'm rooting for him. Like Dickerson, I want to pick Dickerson because he is my pick to win from the from the get go. But if I really talk about who I think is going to win, I I do think Paul is going to hold on and win. I think he's going to separate enough on the front nine uh, to where he can play safe on the back, and other guys are going to make aggressive mistakes, and then he'll he'll hang on.
1: Uh, I do agree. Um, I think he's going to do it a bit different way. I think if Paul at any point starts playing safe, he loses it. That's my that's my. Tip. Well, I'm not saying hmm. safe. Just like no, Paul. What I've seen from Paul is especially I'm not, this season. I'm not talking
2: about like go for it on ten or not. I'm talking in like you throw your shot, your drive on twelve is short throw to the corner instead of going for it that's, see
1: that's what I'm saying it's decisions like that I think lose Paul this nah, tournament that's not there's different there's different. there's
2: I think going OB is what loses him this tournament yeah I don't think okay
1: well that's what I'm saying is going to cause him go not,
2: I'm, not, yeah, I'm not talking here's, about like here's uh, what I've noticed with Paul. Is, I'm just talking about not being like over aggressive
1: but here's what I've found, figured out with Paul is nine times out of ten his practice rounds he's playing the aggressive shot because he's aggressive so what happens, especially at a course like this, is if late in the round he has a lead, this has happened at Idlewild, happened to other courses, he hasn't practiced the safe shots. Mm. So when he like goes to throw that layup shot, uh, he doesn't I've, know the distance. I've
2: seen that example. I'm just saying, I think on this course it's a little bit different because, like, I mean, I've watched him throw a lot of these. Like, I've watched him get out of position on a lot of these holes down the stretch and then make the safe play. It's just like on 14, landing 60 short. What did he do today? Laid it up and tapped in his par. On which hole? Oh, not on sixteen, on fourteen.
1: No, oh, well, that's laying up is a lot different than that, on twelve having to throw an approach shot to a tight fairway I, versus I going I literally
2: for just it. said that's what, but that's what I mean. Like he's not; he's just gonna. It's the difference between I'm saying he's gonna be aggressive, but just not over aggressive. Because in this course, you can be over aggressive. So I'm when I say play safer, I mean he's going to make decisions like that. Whereas if he was playing over aggressive, he would run that putt. Because it's makeable putt.
1: Yeah, I mean, sure, he can lay up putts and still win. I'm saying, your example was hole 12. You said hole 12. I think Yeah, he makes on hole 12,
2: I've watched him lay up to the corner.
1: I'm just saying, if he's like off the tee making decisions like that, I think he loses.
2: No, not off the tee. I'm saying if he gets out of position.
1: No, I'm saying he throws We're his... all over the place.
2: <laughs> I'm not. I'm saying if he throws his Whoa, drive hey, to hey, a hey, bad hey, shot. Hey, hey,
1: hey, 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 putt, I'm not getting aggressive here. I think we're saying the same thing. No. I think we agree.
2: No, you just said, I'm saying on hole 12. If he throws his tee shot to a bad spot, not trying to, then he lay, lays up to the corner. Not, not like he's saying I'm just going to throw two layup so shots. So
1: off the tee, he's still playing aggressive. Yeah, he played, okay. Well, that's he, fine. Yeah. So if Paul keeps playing, I don't aggressive, really think there's such
2: thing as aggressive on 12. Like, I mean, there is, but
1: like for the tournament, if Paul on the tee keeps his foot on the gas, I agree. I think he wins. If at any point on the tee he starts thinking and playing safe, I think he loses.
2: Whatever. I throw further than you. What? So uncalled for. I'm going. I'm done with you.
0: <laughs>
1: Do I say right there not make sense? No. Connor, did it make sense? Third party.
2: I wasn't listening. I lied. <laughs> I,
1: said, <laughs> <laughs> I said. if Paul starts playing safe off the tee, I think he loses. If he keeps his foot on the gas no, on the I would, tee I would,
0: shot, I would agree with that.
1: Okay, that's what I've been saying the whole time. No,
0: you put you put words in my mouth. I'm just mad at you because you pulled out the bud card and you really didn't have to do that. Yeah. I pulled out the bud card? Yeah, you said bud. That's not cool. <laughs> and you know you did. You know <laughs> you did and you know it. I didn't mean to. You did. Yeah, you you were, did. were trying to just add that little bit. That's pa- that's a patronizing poke you All right. Well, I think Paul's going to walk
1: away and win. If Paul doesn't win, I honestly think his next closest competitor is going to be Ricky. I think Ricky's going to come out and storm um I think, I think he's going to push for the shoot lead to
2: over par tomorrow.
1: <laughs> okay, I think Ricky's going to storm for the lead, and I think if Paul doesn't win, Ricky's going to be the ones there. Um, I just don't see Chris Dickerson going back to back. I would love to see Drew win, but in a much more real way. I'm hurt, and I think Drew is dead to me. Not really. Whoa, he's not really.
2: I would be. Wildly, I come after my boy like that. I'd be wildly impressive. If Drew is able to hang. Uh, I would be too.
1: I, he's played very solid, but it's a but special he, kind of pressure. I mean, we'll he see what played.
0: Happens. He did a lot of bad. He did. He. Did had some really bad holes today and still held yeah, on. he still held on. That's, That's why I feel like it's It's going to take, take more it's round three. than
1: holding on, though, for him to push it. And let's also look at the weather for tomorrow. Um, it looks like, honestly, the worst conditions, if you can even say the worst conditions, are going to be in the morning. It's not that bad, though. As the, yeah, it's not that bad. As the day goes on, the percentage chance of rain gets less and less. Um, and the wind does seem a bit higher. Than what we've seen all week, but it still isn't looking awful. It looks like about steady nine mile an hour, so you can probably expect gusts of like 15 to 20. Um, so a little windy, enough to make players think, but if there's no rain out there, you know, it's gonna be at least scorable. So someone is going to get low, and whoever on in the top like six or seven that's able to do that will probably be the person who pushes for the win. We'll see who that ends up being. But another thing going down tomorrow is the final of Dean's Cup. Um, Let's actually throw it over to Trevor on the course where he got a chance to talk through the two teams who were able to take down their matches today.
2: All right, we're here at the Dean's Cup, and I'm with the Liberty Disc Golf team after their convincing six-stroke victory over Texas A&M in the first round. I'm here with Justin and Spencer. Justin, uh, what was going right for you guys out there today? Um, Not a whole ton. I feel like Spencer and Steven actually threw a lot of good shots there. Kind of carried me and Tristan a bit, but Tristan was throwing the disc amazingly and carried me a little bit there. Um, Tristan made a few good butts and uh, coming down the stretch we made some really good really good shots at the end so it sounds like you guys left a few strokes out there on the table Spencer what's going to be the change in strategy for tomorrow if any
0: yeah I think just communication Uh, we had a couple of miscommunications that cost us a couple strokes early on and then later in the round too but uh you know it's first tournament out we got first time being back all four of us playing together so um, we'll clean that up and we'll be fine to go tomorrow
2: Awesome, sounds good. Well, best of luck to you guys. Thank you. All right, I'm here with Cameron from Missouri S&T after their two-stroke victory over the defending national champions, Georgia. Uh, Cameron, what would you say is was the defining kind of game-changing moment out
0: there today on the course? Um, we had a really rough start. I think we started off really slow, but as soon as we got that first birdie, we really got going. Uh, our adversity kept us going and made some big putts and got it, got it done.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so going up against Liberty tomorrow in the finals – uh, obviously another pretty talented team. Is there any kind of strategy change going in tomorrow or just kind of play your game and hope things go your way?
0: I mean we know they're good. I don't think there's a strategy change because who we're playing. I think we know the mistakes we made and we know what to adjust. So we're gonna fix what we fix what we did wrong today and play our best tomorrow.
2: All right. Sounds good. Good luck to you guys.
1: All right, so there's the two people who, two teams who are gonna face off tomorrow. Trevor you got to watch most of the match going in tomorrow, who do you think is going to take down the Dean's Cup?
2: Well, uh I mean, Liberty certainly had a more commanding victory today, but I think the biggest thing I noticed from all f- four of the teams was just that everybody looked really nervous, which like I remember playing a Dean's Cup, you're playing the course that you like you dream of playing for a lot of those guys. So it's super nerve wracking. And then in doubles there's so many shots where you want to be able to throw like the layup is typically the easy shot, but in on this course you typically you know, you want to get the layup so badly because you know your partner has a chance to throw a really cool aggressive shot. So I saw a lot of mistakes throwing that layup shot, where then they had to lay up a second time yeah. under pressure. So it's it's gonna be. Any, I mean, anytime you are playing like head to head, your only opponent is right there in front of you. It's it's usually pretty back and forth. Um, I, I mean, if Liberty can pull away early, then that could you know that could definitely help. But I think it'll be down to the wire, and there is certainly. No clear cut winner. Um, Missouri S You know they were able to battle and play under more adversity today. So they they've kind of been through that. So yeah, it should be pretty close though.
1: Uh, I'm feeling pretty confident in the Liberty pick. I think that I didn't get to see a ton of it. You got to see more than me today, but from what I saw, Liberty just seems to have the more solid all around team. Um, and they also I don't know. I just feel I feel decently confident that Liberty's gonna. When tomorrow but like you said it probably will be close it might even come down to 17 and 18 um, and we'll be we'll be sure to recap all of that over on our Instagram also be sure to follow Trevor if you want one last look at the Brody tracker Brody's final round Brody final said <laughs> he is going all in tomorrow so it's, he, he's either shooting a 60 or 75. Uh, We'll see what that ends up happening. You can watch all of that on at FDG underscore Trevor over on Twitter. Trevor will also be updating you on Instagram for the Dean's Cup. And then after the Dean's Cup, um, I'll be following the Throw Pink Women's lead card and the MPO main lead card. You can check those updates out on our main Instagram or on my Twitter at FDG underscore Hunter. And also don't forget to check out the pay-per-view package. Both rounds tomorrow, I can almost guarantee you, are going to be extremely interesting. If you haven't looked at the pay per view package, I would highly consider it. I've heard a lot of good things about the stream. Um, I haven't had a chance to personally watch it because I've been on the course, but the moments I have caught in the tent have looked great. Um, I think I heard they have close to 20 cameras out here, which I fully believe. I've seen a lot. Uh, There's a whole lot of cameras. You know, they're definitely doing it right on the physical coverage side, whether or not you agree with the pay-per-view or not, we'll have to get into it a later episode of Grip Locked, but definitely check that out Um, if you're in a position you can do so. Split it with a few friends, have them over, watch the final round, it's going to be a good time, and uh, we will actually not have an episode on Sunday. The next episode of Grip Locked will be our normal time next week on Thursday, where we'll do the full USDGC recap, breakdown, all of that, and then look at the Pro Tour finale. So thank you so much for joining us for each of these episodes here at USDGC Week. We You know, if you've enjoyed this, let us know in the comments down below. Maybe we'll bring it back for all the majors next year or something like that. Um, It's definitely been a really good time. We've enjoyed our time out here. And thanks again to Innova and USDGC for welcoming us down here and basically giving us the green light to have the opportunity to create all this content for you guys. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. And if you're on the course tomorrow, be sure to stop by and say what's up. Uh, We really appreciate all of you that have done that so far. It means the world to us to be able to meet you guys. And uh, we will talk to you all next week.